a uh, <clears throat> little review, and then we're going to move on here. Uh, last week, we looked at the last chapter of Amos, and really the last section, the last message was that, that uh, it's a message of hope, that God is a God of hope, and He's a God who restores, that He repairs, that He rebuilds. He's a God that... Uh, he says in the heart of this book, Amos, he says, seek me and live. And that when we fall, he's the God that can restore us. If we are broken, he says that God can repair the broken places. If we're ruined, he says that God can restore and rebuild the ruined places. He's the God who can do it. Today is Father's Day, and I want to honor dads today, and I also want to honor our Heavenly Father, as I said when we first began. I, I have to say that I miss Mother's Day, um, and, I, and I will make up for it next Sunday. Okay? See, we're in between books, so I can do, you know, I can do whatever I want to do. But um, next Sunday, you moms, it's going to be your turn, and you other people, bring your mothers if you can, because we're going to honor them. Mark Twain said that <clears throat> when he was a boy of 14, he said, my father was so ignorant I could hardly stand to have the old man around. But when I got to be 21, I was astonished how much he had learned in seven years. <laughs> Isn't that true? You know, dad is a dad is a dad, and uh, dads are so important. Um, last year, I, I made a little list of what makes a good father, and I, I came up with these, these six things. Love, uh, number one. Two, presence, that he's there. Number three, protection and strength. Number four, provision. Number five, wisdom and guidance. And number six, uh, example. And I, just listening briefly to what we heard here today, how many of us had all that, all at the same time, like, how many of us are all that? Yikes. That's kind of a big bill to fill. And, but how many of us need all that? I think every one of us would say, yeah, we need all that. And, and you know, it is a challenge. Um, it's not an easy job, but, you know, being a dad and, and having dads around, you know, is just absolutely essential, absolutely crucial. The statistics, you know, show the need for fathers. Uh, one Ohio prison ministry uh, statistics they did um, that 95% of the men in prison there had no father figure when they were growing up. Uh, from a report in Pennsylvania, it says that, that uh, of teen runaways, 90% come from fatherless homes. I can attest to that myself. You know, uh, my youngest uh, sister... Uh, ran away from home at 13, and uh, my stepfather was just coming into the picture, and she just completely rebelled against it, ran away, never, never lived at home again. 63% um, of youth suicides are from fatherless homes. So it's a, it's a huge, it's absolutely um, massive, this idea about fathers and the, the breakdown and, and the, the fathers that are, are not doing what they need to do. And, and the fact is that we need a lot of help, but the fact is that God will help us. And I want to say that today, as we honor our dads and, and we, 
we call them perhaps on the phone or we talk to them and we say, you know, I love you, Dad, and thanks for being a good dad or, or thanks for just being a dad or whatever. But there's a Heavenly Father that, that, that for me, it always gets back to the Heavenly Father. Always, always, always. You know, when I, when I speak to God, when I talk and when I pray, one of the first words that comes out of my mouth is Father. Always. And I, I say Jesus, and I, you know, I, I say other words too, but Father is what comes first most often. He'll help us. He is the, he is the Father. And I want to honor Him today. Uh, one of the most, most used names for God in all the Old and New Testaments is Father, especially in the New Testament. Jesus used it over and over again. He said, Father, 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 over and over um, some words that, that were strung together, God the Father, God our Father, and our God and Father, you know, some uh, 43 times, 45 times, uh, that God is our Father. God is our Father. I was thinking about this, though. Um, I was just curious. What, what do you folks call your father? Dad? Some people call him Dad. What, anybody else have another name you call your father? Poppy. Poppy? That's good. Anybody, any other names? Daddy. Daddy. I, call, I call my dad Pops. Just, I don't know where it came from, I call him that. And then what was really funny was when I heard my mother call him that. <laughs> hey, Pops. I say, hey, Pops. She said it, I'm like, that was weird. One cynic who was speaking from his own experience, he, he noted that children, they go through different stages, right, in what you call your father. And, and uh, he says, first they call him da-da or da-da, right? And then, they, and then they call you daddy. And then it's, you know, they get mature and they just call you dad. And then the fourth stage is when they, they call you collect. And they want money. You know, it's, isn't that true? I want you to turn with me to Galatians chapter 4. Galatians chapter 4. One of the most incredible passages about this subject. Galatians chapter 4, verse 6. Uh, in the Bible, again, this, this subject is like, it's like absolutely filled. The Bible is filled with this subject that God is our Father. But look at uh, Galatians chapter 4, verse 6 says, Because you are sons, God sent the Spirit of His Son into our hearts. The Spirit who calls out, Abba, Father. And so you are no longer a slave, but a son. And since you are a son, God has made you also an heir. He has made us sons because we are sons. And how do we become sons of God? How do we become children of God? Um, it says in John chapter 1, that those who believe, those who receive, they're, they're given the right or the power to become children of God. So we become a child of God by simply receiving the love that He has for us. We, he wants us to become His children, and, 
And when we hear about the love of God, the love of Jesus, and we simply respond and say, I, I, I receive that love and I receive you into my heart. I believe in you as the Father, the Father in heaven. And, and something transpires, something takes place, something changes within us that we now become the children of God. And we can, and we can like it says here, we, the Holy Spirit is given to us and we can then cry out to Him and we can say, Abba. We can say, Father. He's our Heavenly Father. Jesus taught us to pray, Our Father who art in heaven. Uh, and I think about that sometimes. It's one of the, one, one of the verses that I think about, uh, you know, in the night, uh, you know, the, the Lord's Prayer. And he says, Our Father. And, and it's like we all share the same Father. We all share the same Father. And that makes you my brothers and my sisters. Because we all have the same dad if, you're, if you belong to him. You know, without a, without a dad growing up, it, it wasn't easy, and we've already heard about it now, uh, you know, some of the difficulties of, of, uh, of, our, of our fathers, you know. Uh, my father was an alcoholic. I've shared that openly. It, it's, you know, it, he, it, it just wasn't, a, it wasn't good. He, didn't, he wasn't there for me in the way that I needed him to be. For my other brothers, I had five brothers, and I had two sisters. And he was not good. And so, you know, there's, there, there was this emptiness, this void, really, I think. But when I came to hear about what God had to offer me and that he was the Father in heaven, you know, my life completely changed. When I began to understand that he was my Father, he became my Father and he became my example. He became everything to me that I didn't have. I, I, I know that some of you had really awesome dads and... and uh, and uh, God bless you for that. And, 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 and I think it's wonderful that, that, that we have. But, but even those that had wonderful dads, they're not perfect. There's no perfect dad in this world. But there is one perfect father, and he's the perfect heavenly father that we have. Because all those things that I read to you, he's every single one of them. He loves us. He's there for us. He provides for us. He guides us. He never leave us, never forsake us. One of, the, one of the things is, you know, not having an example, not having an example how to be a dad. Well, he became my father, and he, he, he helps me even now, and he helped me then, and he's still helping me to, to know how to be a dad because I didn't have the example that I needed, you see. Psalm 68 says this, so you don't need to turn there. He says that he is a father to the fatherless, a defender of widows, is God in his holy dwelling. It says, God sets the lonely in families. And he leads forth the prisoners with singing, but the rebellious live in a sun-scorched land. You don't need to, you know, it's, it's, what keeps us away from having this relationship with the Father is our own rebellion. But notice he said he's the father to the fatherless and that he sets the lonely in families. He puts together families that, that maybe we didn't have. You know, I look around at uh, some of my brothers and, and, and my sister, and I, and I say, you know what? <laughs> Don't you get it? Don't you see what God has done in my life? Don't you see that God has, he, he has opened up my life completely? I'm no different than you. It's not like I am, like, I, I was one of the favored children. I, was, I had everything that they had. 
But I, I try to explain to them, you know, the only difference is that God is in my life and that God has been a father to me and, and that God can, can take care of me and God has is, loved me and just poured out his blessings upon me. I was sitting with someone the other day and I said, you know, we were talking uh, about Father's Day coming up or whatever and, and, he, and I didn't know this, but his father had been an alcoholic as well and, and, and you know, died from, uh, you know, alcohol-related disease. And I said, and he's not a believer. And I said, you know, it's, God became a father to me. A just simple statement. God became a father to me when I came to, to have faith in God. We honor our dads, but we want to honor our Father in heaven. We want to honor him today. Look uh, ahead to the next book, if you would, Ephesians chapter 5. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 19 and 20. Uh, we, we sing a lot of songs here. We have a lot of music. We have a lot of fun, I think. I think, I think God has just blessed us with, with, uh, with, with just music. And uh, I think about this sometimes, and we talk about this, we, that we get to be involved in it. We get to play. We get to have fun. We get to have music. But, you know, it, it, it's not just for us, though. It's for everybody. We, we, we all share this together. Where do you get to go every week and hear, like, live music and not have to pay a cover charge? <laughs> right? And I, I love it when I play, but I also love it when I'm not playing so I can just take it all in. And it's just, it's just awesome. You know, and... Um, but look what he says here in, in uh, verses 19 and 20, Ephesians chapter 5. He says, speak to one another with psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. Sing and make music in your heart to the Lord, always giving thanks to God the Father for everything. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. See, it's not just a little prelude where we sing a few songs to kind of get you all in the mood to hear the Bible and all that. You know, it's important. It's beautiful. It's wonderful. And, and how God works through music and, and the, the songs that we sing in the night. But look what he says here. We speak to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. So it's, a, it's back and forth between us, but it's also in the vertical that, that we are singing in these songs. We're making music in our hearts to the Lord. And we're giving thanks to God the Father for everything, for everything. So, so in, our, in our songs, we're giving thanks. We're honoring Him, our, our Heavenly Father, God our Father, God the Father for everything. How about uh, ahead uh, uh, to Colossians, um, two books ahead to Colossians chapter 3. Colossians chapter 3, verse 17 Just previous to that, he talked about the psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. But look what he says in verse 17. And whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Our very lives, in all of our lives, the things that we do, whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus. There are some things we do that we cannot do in the name of the Lord Jesus, and we probably should not be doing them if we can't do them in the name of the Lord Jesus, right? That's kind of, kind of an obvious fact. But that in, that in all of our lives, we're giving thanks to, to God the Father 
whether in word or in deed, what we're saying. Do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus. Do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus. In Isaiah, it says, uh, we won't turn there for the sake of time, but he says in Isaiah chapter 64, he says, Yet, O Lord, you are our Father, we are the clay, you are the potter, and we are all the work of your hand. O Lord, Yahweh, you are our Father. See, the Old Testament as well as the New, that God is our Father. Earlier in the book of Isaiah, a verse that you will know, uh, when I quote it, it says in Isaiah 9, 6, For unto us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. You all know that verse. We quote it at Christmas time. But all those things, they already say, well, isn't he talking about Jesus the Son? Isn't that who he's talking about there? And yet he calls him Everlasting Father. And, and yet the, the, the miracle, the mystery of the Trinity, the, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, they are all one. Jesus in John chapter 14, Philip said, Lord, show us the Father, and that will be enough for us. And Jesus answered, don't you know me, Philip? Don't you know me, Philip? Even after I've been a, among you such a long time, anyone who has seen me has seen the Father. When we, when we look at Jesus, we see the attributes, and, and he says, you know, I'm in the Father, and the Father is in me. And again, the mystery of the Trinity. Everlasting Father. Everlasting Father. Some of us, our fathers have passed away, but the Father that we have in heaven, He's everlasting. Never go away. God is with us. Always, always. God is with us. Your Father, your Father in heaven is always there. He doesn't say, wait a minute, I'm working on a project right now. I, you know, let me finish this and I'll get back to you. You call Him on the phone, He doesn't answer. He's, he's your, your Father in heaven. He's always there. He's not like too busy for you. Some of our fathers were, not, were absent. He's never absent. Some of our fathers didn't know what they were doing. He always knows what he's doing. That's probably where they got the name for that show, Father Knows Best. Someone talked about it. Who talked about it here this morning? I think, I can't remember who now. Fact that, that our Father knows best. He always knows best. Thirteen times it's repeated. Turn back to Romans chapter 1. Thirteen times this is repeated. Romans chapter 1, verse 7. You'll know it once, we, once you read it. We're talking about our Father in heaven and honoring Him and, and, and who He is and what He does for us. Look at verse 7. It says, To all in Rome who are loved by God and called to be saints, grace and peace to you from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. Grace and peace to you. How many of you need a little grace in your life? How many of you need a little peace in your life? Maybe right now your insides are just exploding. Maybe even talking about fathers kind of makes you all freak out and inside and all that. But, but you know what? He says, grace and peace to you from God, our Father. Grace 
It's unmerited favor. It doesn't mean, grace means that he's giving to you something that you do not deserve. It, 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 you know, you don't have to measure up before he says, I'll be your father now. It's not like that. Grace and peace to you. Jesus said, you know, my peace I give to you, not as the world gives, but the peace that the world doesn't really understand. That's the peace I give to you. A couple more passages I want to read. Hebrews chapter 12, go forward. Hebrews chapter 12. Maybe this is the part we don't like so much. But really there's encouragement in it and there's hardship and there's also discipline in it. Look at Hebrews chapter 12 verses 5 and following. Because some of us are facing hardship in, in this life and, and, and we wonder if God has forgotten us. But I think it's something we have forgotten. Verse 5, he says, And you have forgotten that word of encouragement that addresses you as sons. He says, My son, do not make light of the Lord's discipline and do not lose heart when he rebukes you because the Lord disciplines those he loves and he punishes everyone he accepts as a son. There's something about, yeah, we'd love to be the son, but we don't necessarily want the father always to tell us what to do. I mean, I can remember, you know, uh, you know there's that rebellious uh, part of every one of us, that sin nature, where we don't want dad telling you what to do. And you definitely don't want mom telling you what to do. If dad's gone, then mom's got to tell you what to do, and like, no. Especially if you're you know, a young, young boy, young man. But Father knows best. He says he, he accepts you as a son, and, and he knows what he's doing. It's that song we sing. He knows what he's doing. Verse 7, he says, Endure hardship as discipline. God is treating you as sons. For what son is not disciplined by his father? If you are not disciplined and everyone undergoes discipline, then you are illegitimate children and not true sons. In other words, if you're not undergoing any discipline, if, if it's not happening in your life, then that means you're not really walking in this relationship with the Father. Or maybe you're under some kind of illusion that you're perfect. I don't know. He says, the next verse, he says, Moreover, we, we have all had tr human fathers who disciplined us and we respected them for it. How much more should we submit to the Father of our spirits and, lived, and live? Our fathers disciplined us for a little while, as they thought best, but God disciplines for us good, for our good, that we may share in his holiness. No discipline seems pleasant at the time, but painful. Later on, however, it produces a harvest of righteousness and peace for those who have been trained by it. The Lord encourages, it's a word of encouragement, he starts this passage off, but, but he says there's going to be hardship, there's going to be discipline, but he knows what's best. He's doing it for a purpose, and he's going to bring good out of it. And there's going to be a harvest of righteousness and peace. It may be painful at the time, he says. It seems painful at the time. And he says it seems like, seems like it's going on forever. But God knows what he's doing. He's going to get us through, and he's a faithful father, and, and, 
And that's just part of what He needs to do in our lives to make us more and more like His Son, Jesus. One last passage and we'll close. 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, back again to 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, which we will be starting 2 Thessalonians very, very soon. So if you want to be reading ahead, 2 Thessalonians. Not next week, though. Next week's mom's. 2 Thessalonians chapter 2 and verse 16 and 17. We'll end on these notes. May our Lord Jesus Christ himself and God our Father, who loved us and by his grace gave us eternal encouragement and good hope, encourage your hearts and strengthen you in every good deed and word. Eternal encouragement and good hope. Encourage your hearts and strengthen you. That's what our, our God and our Father wants to do, our Heavenly Father wants to do. He wants to encourage you. I don't know what you're facing today. I don't know what you might face tomorrow, but your Father is there, and He's, he's, he's saying, you know, we're going we're gonna to make, make it. We're going to get through. You're going to be okay. He's given us a good hope, and He will give us the strength to do what we need to do. He's a father. He's a loving father. There was a little boy. He was on his small bed, and he just went to bed for the night. And, and before going to sleep, he, he called out in the direction of the, the uh, large bed where his father was. And he said, Father, are you there? And his dad answered, Yes, my son. And the little boy turned over, and he went right to sleep and wasn't worried about anything. It says that, that tonight the little boy is an old man of 70. And every night before, he, before he, he goes to sleep, he looks up into the face of his heavenly father and he says, Father, are you there? And the answer comes back clear and strong. Yes, my son. It's always there. Let's pray. Father in heaven, we thank you that you love us. That you encourage us. You give us grace and peace. We honor you for all these things. We even honor you for that discipline you sometimes have to bring in our lives that when we, when we kind of get off the path, we kind of stray a little bit and, we, and you're, you're the best dad ever. You, you don't even do it for, uh, for bad motives or selfish motives. It's always, always for our good. You discipline us for our good. Father, we honor you and we thank you that, that you're the everlasting Father that you will never change. I pray for each person here uh, this morning and, and any might, that might hear this later that, that they would know, that each one of us would know you as Abba, Father, and we cry out to you and, and call you Papa and Poppy and Daddy because you're the Father that is always, always there for us. I pray for any here today that maybe are struggling, maybe having some kind of problems, trials, pain, sorrow that they would turn to you and, and you, would, you would answer them. Hear their cry, Father. I pray for any today that are, that are maybe having a great day that they would also turn to you and honor you because you're the God that gives all things wonderful, beautiful things for us to enjoy. We honor you today, Lord. I pray for any here today that maybe are lost and, and that they don't know you as Father, that, that they are 
in that sense, fatherless, even maybe had a good father on earth, but they still don't know the Heavenly Father. I pray for them today, right now, that, that you, Father, would uh, show them your love, that you lavish upon them your love, that their hearts would, would cry out to you, say, Father, I come to you, and I, I believe in your Son. I believe in Jesus. What he, what he did upon the cross, paying my price for my sin, that he was buried, that he rose from the dead, and I, I receive your love into my heart today that I can call you Father forever and ever. Father, bless our time, bless our family time with those that, that we go to share with in different places today, Lord. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's stand and sing one more song, shall we?